How's it going, guys? Kyle with Dirt Bike Channel here. This is the Dirt Bike Channel podcast, and today we've got a special topic I'm going to talk about first dirt bike options. So I get this question a lot over my email. As if, you want, uh, if you want me to cover a topic here, a podcast topic, the best way for you to do that or for you to communicate that to me is over email. Email me, kyle at dirtbikechannel.com. You can also contact me on social media, although I'm not as responsive to the social media responses. Did I just, was that a double? Did I just say I'm not as responsive at the social media responses? I think I did. Anyway, you guys get what I'm trying to say here. The way to contact me is kyle at dirtbikechannel.com via email, and I will get back to you, and everyone will be super happy, and that makes, makes the applause happen a lot when people are happy. So that's what you want to do. You want to contact me that way. So here today, we're going to talk about first dirt bike options because I get this question a lot. I have a lot of people that are coming into this sport that reach out to me. You know, they might be a 20-year-old person or they might be a 60-year-old person. Um, and so I get this email enough that, in fact, I've had hundreds of these emails over the years. So I kind of have a response that is um, easy for me to use. It's a, it's a response that I wrote up uh, years ago, and then I'll modify as you know modify as needed. And so, if you say, "Hey, what's a what what dirt bike should I use when I you know what dirt bike should I buy when I get into this?" I have an email that I can just kind of tailor to you and send that out to you. Um, and so, some of you might have even gotten that email back from me. And I give you a lot of different bikes. In fact, how many different bikes do I put on here? And this is just uh, something: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 9, 10. So I have 10 different bikes for you to look at. And whether or not you buy them new or used, it doesn't really matter because these bikes are still the bikes that I would suggest that you go look at if you're going to get into off-road dirt biking or trail riding or enduro riding, the type of riding that you see on my channel. So I'm going to give you 10 different bikes here, and I'm going to focus more on the race-oriented side of things. I give you three bikes that are more trail-oriented and then there's a seven bikes here that are more race oriented. Um, so that's that's kind of how this how this works. I'm I probably will put this uh, podcast up on YouTube as well. Uh, the YouTube uh, podcast, some of them have done really well, and some of them have not have really been in the tank. So I've I've got to put a few more videos up there to see how many I want, or put a few more podcasts up on YouTube before I completely. Uh, give up on that. Um, but it's a lot more work to do the videos, uh, the video podcast. So we'll just see how that goes. Um, but anyway, so let's get into it. So for most adult men that are looking into get in, looking into getting into dirt biking, I would suggest either a 254 stroke or a 125 slash 152 stroke. And, and I'll tell you why even, even a 202 stroke. The main reason for that is because I don't want people to get a bike that has too much power for them. Don't make the same mistake that I made. I got into this sport, and as a lot of you guys know, I bought a 450 motocross bike, and it was not the right bike for me, and it nearly it nearly killed my riding career because I wasn't having fun on it. The bike was it felt heavy. It felt like a beast because it was a beast. It was a 2009 YZ450F. Awesome bike if you're going to do motocross and if you have like good skills and things like that. Um, but not an awesome bike for for me as a as a beginner. And and 
and so many people do that. You go down to the you go down to the dealerships, and these dealerships were you know they just sell the bike. They're like, hey, this is the hot bike. This is what Eli Tomac rides. This is what you know whoever Ken Roxon rides or Adam C and Cirillo or whatever. Now that Adams, now that Adam C and Cirillo <laughs> is on four fifties just now. Anyway, they're gonna they push you towards these big bikes, and especially if you're like a you know a bigger person, like if you weigh anything over. 160 they're like oh you're gonna need this uh you're gonna need this big bike to pull you around you're gonna need a 450 you know especially if you're 200 pounds i guarantee you that if you go walking into some you know any dirt bike uh dealer across the nation and you weigh 200 pounds they're going to tell you oh you would never you wouldn't have enough power on a 254 stroke or you wouldn't have enough power on a 125 two stroke that is absolute garbage that is not true. You will have plenty of power if you get a 254 stroke or a 125 or a, or a 152 stroke, even a 202 stroke. You will have plenty of power unless you weigh, you know, unless you're pushing 300 bills. I do not think your first bike should be anything bigger than a 252 stroke or a 200 uh, a 254 stroke is what I was saying. Unless you're pushing, if you're if you're getting close to that 300 300 bills mark, 300 pounds or below, you know anything below that, I think you can get away with a 254 stroke or a 125 two stroke. Um, now I am going to list a 300 two stroke down here as one of the possible first options, but it would be the last one on my list. And the reason why I'm going to list it here is because I know a lot of you guys are not going to listen to me. And so I want to give you, if at least if you're not going to listen to me on don't getting something too big, at least I want to put you on something that isn't going to absolutely murder you, which would be a 454 stroke. So let's get into it right now. Um, here are the trail-oriented bikes. The more trail-oriented bikes that I think are really, really fantastic uh, dirt bikes for you getting into this. Oh, and one other thing. Keep in mind that um, you're not married to this bike. So one of the problems that people have is they, and sorry, I'm just, I'm just kind of going at this as I, as I go kind of a little bit scatterbrained, but people tend to try to do so much research on this that they kind of paralyze themselves, you know? And so they're doing all this research and there's all this information out there and, it, and there's like conflicting opinions and blah, blah, blah. And Kyle says this, and this other guy says that, and my buddy says this, and I read 90 internet forums and they all said different things. Um, Here's my suggestion to you. Yes, I want you to make an educated decision. And yes, I want you to be informed. But don't become over-informed and don't do so much research that you paralyze yourself from making a decision. Because here's the thing. You're going to have this bike on average for two to four years, okay? And then you're going to try something different. And it's not because you got the wrong bike to begin with and it isn't even because you absolutely have maxed out the potential of the bike that you bought. It's just that you're going to want to try something new, you know, whether you buy new or used, you're going to want to try something new or try something different. And so you're going to have this bike for two to four years, you know, so don't make the mistake of buying a bike that has too much power because that will get you into trouble. Don't make the mistake of doing too much research and then not knowing what to do. You know, I look at this as just like if you go to Best Buy or some of these big box stores to buy a big screen TV, you can do so much research when you're going to buy a TV that you just don't even know what to do. And you're staring at 30 TVs on the wall and you don't know which one. And you're like trying to nitpick between this one and that one. Here's the thing. Any of those TVs that you go there and buy, 
you bring you bring those home and it's going to be better than the one you already have on the wall you know so don't do too much research so that you paralyze yourself from making a decision and know that you're probably going to have that that TV you'll probably have longer than your dirt bike you know in, in a lot of in a lot of cases so here's three more of three of the more trail oriented bikes that I think are really really good for an adult man to get into to start looking for. Number one is a Honda CRF 250X. So this is a four-stroke, right? And Honda has been making these bikes forever. Now they haven't made a ton of updates to these bikes in a lot of years, but then here in 2019, I think they did make some changes uh, to these bikes. And if I'm not mistaken, I think even they're fuel injected now in 2019. I could be wrong. I don't spend a ton of time looking at that line. I know forever they were a carbureted bike. Don't let that scare you because those Honda CRF250X bikes are bulletproof. They run forever and they're amazing. And if you could go out there and find one of these bikes for, you can find them for, I mean, by the time they they uh, depreciate down to about $3,000, they really kind of hold their value right there. And that's a that's another point is if you can wait till a bike depreciates down into three thousand to four thousand dollar range, they you can almost get one of those and not lose any money. Ride it for a year or two and only sell it for a couple hundred dollars less than you bought it. And in some cases, you might actually be able to sell it for the exact same price that you bought it. One of my buddies, uh, Logan, did that. He bought I can't remember what year it was, but it was maybe like I'll just call it a two thousand eight or two thousand nine Honda CRF two fifty X. He bought it for like 2,900 bucks and he ended up selling it um, six months later for 3,100 bucks or something, you know? So he didn't make money on it because he had to put tires on it and we, we put tubeless on, uh, tubeless on it and stuff. But the point is, um, if you can get these bikes down around the $3,000, $3,500 range, you might not lose any money at all or just very, very little when you go around to turn around and sell it. The Honda CRF250X is not going to... Uh, eat you for breakfast. It has good power. It can pull you up basically any hill. Very, very, um, it's, it's a very good bike. Very, very solid bike. If you like blue, let's talk about the Yamaha WR250F. So this is basically the counterpart for Honda on this bike, the WR250F. It's also a four stroke, 254 stroke, um, has, you know, the very similar engine characteristics to the Honda. Um, it does have maybe a little bit better front forks. Uh, a lot of times people like the, the Yamaha front fork a little bit better, that Kayaba fork. Um, and so both of those bikes are bulletproof options. You know, whether you like red, you bleed red or you bleed blue, those are two very, very good options for a starter bike. And I cannot tell you how good those bikes are. You know, if you're going to start out on something, find one of those used or even buy them new. They still make them new. They haven't made a ton of changes to them, but again, Yamaha did make some changes to that WR in 2019, and it's an awesome bike now. They, the W, I think in 2019, the WR is better than ever. I mean, it's better. They, they made a bunch of changes to that one and the 450 version of it, but again, I would steer you towards the 250 version unless you're like 300 pounds um, for, for starting out, for sure. Another more trail-oriented bike um, would be the Beta X Trainer, okay? So this one is a 300cc two-stroke, but it's kind of a detuned two-stroke, right? And Beta's, Beta's whole tagline is rideability. And so this is going to be an amazing bike. It'll have some higher-end components than the Honda and Yamaha that, we'd are, that we already talked about, but it's going to be an incredible bike and um, have a... Well, both the Honda and the Yamaha and this Beta X Trainer are going to have a little bit lower seat heights than some of the other bikes that we're going to talk about. 
nice thing about that Beta is it is Beta is a there. It's an it's an Italian bike. If you don't know, um, it's going to be a little bit harder to find these. Um, that's the only downside to the Beta X Trainer is it's harder to find. Um, but if you can find one, these things are awesome. It's got a gentle giant motor in there. It's going to have a ton of power, um, but not like overbearing too much power. And so that would be the trail. Those are my three trail oriented bikes for you to look at Honda CRF 250X, uh, the Yamaha WR250F or the Beta X Trainer. It's a 302 stroke. So I gave you two, four strokes and then one, two, yeah, two, four strokes in there. And then one, two stroke on those three. Now, Let's get into the more race oriented. Now, I'm not saying that you have to race these bikes. I don't do, I haven't done any, you know, official racing. Of course, my buddies and I are racing each other all the time, but I don't, I haven't entered in any official races yet, but these, these are more race oriented bikes, but they are also very good off-road bikes, uh, trail bikes, enduro bikes. So number one on my list is a YZ125. It's a two stroke. Now, the reason why I have this one on here, it's it's a motocross bike, but the reason why I have it on here is because these suckers are a dime a dozen. You can find a YZ125 everywhere, and they're cheap. You can get them for cheap. Now, yes, it has a it has a number of you know deficiencies um, as far as for riding off road. It doesn't have the right gearing. It probably it doesn't have the right rear tire. You know the rear wheel. Um, it doesn't have a big fuel tank and all this stuff. It doesn't have a flywheel weight. But what it does have is availability. There's a lot of these bikes out there and you're not going to, you're not going to get into too much trouble with a YZ125 because it's got a really great front fork that can be, you know, kind of tuned. If you, if you go to a suspension tuner, you can get the thing softened up and it's a very predictable front fork and the bike is bulletproof. It's a two stroke. And so you can rebuild, rebuild that in your garage for under $200. Um, if you need to rebuild the top end, put a piston and rings in it and they're not complicated. There's a million of them out there. There's a ton of extra parts, like aftermarket parts for these things. So YZ125 two-stroke would be a great um, starter bike uh, for getting in if you're an adult person and you want more of a race-oriented um, type of type of dirt bike. Next one on my list here for more, more race-oriented would be a KTM 150 or 200 XCW. These are also two-strokes. Um, these bikes are... Very good bikes. You can find them. Now, KTM stopped making the 200 in about 2017. So if you get a 2016 or older, you can find the KTM 200 XCW. That would probably be my choice. Uh, the newer ones, the KTM 150s, they're all they're really great. In 2020, they've got a you know, TPI fuel injected. So that would be a good one. These bikes will have the right type of gearing for off-road riding. And so that's good. They'll have the right rear wheels for them. They'll have great valving and great suspension for off-road riding. Uh, so that's what makes them really, really good. Um, and it's KTM, so it's got a bunch of premium components all throughout the bike. You can rebuild them easily in your, you know, in your garage without a ton of, you know, special tools. And so that would be a really good uh, starter bike for being race oriented. You guys know how I feel about the KTM's. They they put some really great components on them. And if you can find one of these things for not you know too much money, you'll be doing really well. Next one on my list is the Beta 200 RR. This is a two stroke. I highly highly recommend this bike. I'm riding one and reviewing one right now. Beta has got one on loan to me, and this bike is really really good. I I can't think of for a beginner, I cannot think of a better bike than this one as far as, as far as everything that it can do. 
It doesn't have so much power that it's going to kill you, but it has more low-end grunt than most of the other bikes on this list, either in the trail-oriented or the race-oriented, because it just it's got a great motor on it. Beta is doing a ton of good things with these two strokes. The only problem with this one is it's going to be harder to find because Beta doesn't make as many bikes. Same thing with the X-Train or above. They don't make a ton of motorcycles. It's an Italian company. Uh, it's got a lower seat height than basically all of the other bikes that I'm listing out in the race category. The more race-oriented bikes, this Beta will have the lower uh, have a lower seat height than any of the other bikes that I'm going over. So that's nice. It feels The Beta feels more like about a 7 eighths of a full-size dirt bike. So if you say a full-size dirt bike is like, you know, one, the Beta 200 and all the Betas for that, for that matter, they feel like they're about 7 eighths of a dirt bike. You know, so it's a pretty cool thing. And the more I like it, the more I ride them, the more I like them. This 200, uh, Beta 200 RR that I'm riding is, is really good. There's only one problem that I have with the bike, and that's how, that's the limited steering. But I don't think as a beginner, it's going to, it's going to be a big deal to you because you're not going to go in some of the tight technical areas that I'm going. And so you probably would never even notice. In fact, two years ago, I, there's, it's highly probable that the beta that I rode two years ago, the two stroke that I rode two years ago, I didn't even notice the steering thing because I wasn't taking the bike in super technical places. Um, and so that's the only downer on that, but I highly, highly recommend the beta 200 RR, um, as a beginner bike in the more race oriented category. Next one up on my list is a four stroke. Okay. So I'll be giving you two of the two or three of the two strokes. And now I'm going to do one four, uh, four stroke here, a couple, three, three, four strokes in a row. It's the Yamaha YZ 250 FX. So this is a four stroke. Um, Yamaha started making these in like 2015, 2016. It's an, it's an off-road enduro version. It's a, it's a race bike. I mean, basically if you took the WR 250 F, this is its big brother. As far as like the one that you can push harder the one that's m more made for racing, GNCC style racing, desert racing. Um, this YZ250FX is a beast, man. It has got a fantastic motor. I think uh, of, of the KTMs that I have paired it up against, I feel like the Yamaha has had a little bit uh, more pull on the motor. Uh, so it's an awesome bike. It's got a wide ratio transmission similar to like the KTM XEW line, if you're familiar with that. So it's got a really low first gear great front forks, um, second gear, third gear. They're spaced out. There's six speeds on that bike and it's very good. Um, if you went out there and you got a YZ 250 FX for your first bike, it's a lot of bike. It's, it's a, it's a bike that wants you to push it hard. You know, it's very snappy on the low end. Uh, when you're in first gear, if you ride around your lawn very much, you're going to tear your lawn out because it's so responsive in, in first gear that it just like, you know, tries to tear your grass out. <laughs> There's no other way. There's no other way to say it. Um, my, I put my dad on the YZ 250 FX and he, it was a little bit, um, it was a little bit too snappy for him. He preferred some of the other bikes, but I do think it's a really, really good bike to start out on. And I know guys that are better riders than me. That's that, that are still riding this bike. So that's, that's one thing I want to say here is just because these, just because I'm saying that these are beginner bikes doesn't mean that they're they're good beginner bikes. It doesn't mean that they're not good bikes for a, like a trained professional or whatever, because I've literally all of these bikes on this list. Um, I have ridden with guys that own these things and ride them who are much better riders than me. Like a YZ125. I know guys that ride these things and they're better riders than me. Riding for longer than me. 
Um, so it isn't just that this is a beginner bike. It's just that these happen to be good bikes for beginners, which is kind of a, a weird thing, but hopefully you're, you're tracking with me on there. So YZ 250 FX will be a fantastic, uh, first bike. If you're going to, you know, want to do a more race oriented, uh, four stroke. Next one on my list is a KTM 250 XCF. This is also a four stroke. I would say that it is my favorite uh, KTM four-stroke of anything that they've got in their line. I love the KTM 250 XEFs because they just deliver power in such a way that is very predictable. It isn't in your face, but you can put the power to the ground and just go. They just go, and they're awesome. And the way that they handle, I'm not sure there's a better handling uh, dirt bike in the KTM lineup than the KTM 250 XEF. As far as for cornering, it has the right balance of stability, but also nimbleness to it that it, there are times when you're riding a 250 XEF and it just makes you feel like a hero when you're trying to do cornering. And I'm not a great cornering guy, blah, 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 blah. But I'm telling you that bike is very hard to beat for the performance of what it does, how good it makes you feel when you're riding that bike. It's awesome. I would also say though, this is not a good bike for a rider who wants to ride slow. This is going to be, it's probably the most difficult overall bike to ride on this list. And I say that because it likes to be pushed hard. It doesn't have a, it doesn't have a ton of low end grunt. And so this bike works the harder you push it. And so if you're going to be a slower rider, maybe if you're, you know, a little bit older or something, a little bit more conservative, this is not the bike that I would suggest for you because it, it wants to be pushed hard. And it does better the harder you push on this thing. So that's one of the things about these more race-oriented bikes is they want to be pushed hard and they do, they do better as you push them harder and harder. And the KTM 250 XCF is probably the most like that on this list. So good starter bike uh, there, KTM 250 XCF, but maybe the hardest one on my list if you're going to start out with that. Here's one that I, is a... Is a uh, is kind of an, an anomaly on there. It's another four stroke and it's the beta 390RR. So it's kind of bucking the trend here because these last two bikes are, are bucking the trend a little bit because I say, let's get you these smaller bore bikes. The beta 390RR, because beta does some different things with their bikes, it's got a little bit lower seat height. And this bike is the epitome of a gentle giant. The beta 390RR is a four stroke, but it's very forgiving. It is the it is probably the most forgiving uh, four-stroke, like performance four-stroke that I've ever been on. Is it as forgiving as the Yamaha, as the Honda, the trail-oriented bikes? No, it's it's not. You know, so the Honda CRF 250X and the Yamaha WR 250F and the Beta X Trainer are going to be more forgiving than this one. But here is a bike that is like an off-road enduro racing bike, and it is very forgiving. It's the biggest motor that I would suggest you get as a first bike, but... And I only put this on here after I rode the thing and reviewed the thing because it was so freaking good that I was like, wow, this one, this one could be a first bike. The one caveat that I would say is it might be better to get a beta 390RR if it's your second bike, or maybe you've got some experience before. Maybe you've ridden uh, street bikes for a long time, but you don't have a lot of experience on the dirt bikes. That might be where the beta is, is for you. You know, because you've already got some, you've, you know how to brake, you know how to corner, maybe, or I shouldn't say corner, you know how to ride, you know how to use a clutch. Maybe you've had a street bike before and you just want to get into dirt bikes. The Beta 390RR has more power than most of the bikes on this list. Um, 
but, but it's forgiving. And so it's just kind of this anomaly out there where I think that a lot of writers could start out on a beta, beta 390RR because it's just so awesome. It's so forgiving. It doesn't try to bite you like a 454 stroke. Those ones try to bite your head off. Um, this is better than a 350, like a KTM 350. I would take the beta 390 over a KTM 350, especially for a newer rider. I don't like the, the KTM 350 for a new rider, but the Beta 390, I do. It's awesome. The last one on my list uh, here, and the reason why I suggest this one, um, it isn't because I think it's a great beginner bike. It's because so many people are just going to go out there and do this anyway, so I may as well talk about it. And it's a KTM 300 XCW. Uh, this bike is too much for most beginning riders. I'm just going to say it right there. I'm going to go on record and say, I'm not saying this is a good bike for everyone. But if you're a little bit heavier, like if you're you know, pushing 300 pounds, this bike is probably going to be a good bike for you. Um, and this is a bike that you would never, ever, ever outgrow. Let me say that again. No one listening to this podcast is ever going to outgrow the capability of a KTM 300 XCW. You're just not. It is more capable than any of us are going to be ever for our bikes. That is one benefit of this is because if you started on that bike and if you were careful and you didn't push it too hard and you used your brain, um, you may never need another bike. You know what I mean? And so that's a, that's a good thing with the KTM 300 XCW. This was my second bike. And I know I, I started out with the wrong bike and then I got onto this bike and the KTM 300 XCW was a 2012. It changed my life. The only reason that we are having this conversation right now and the only reason that you're listening to this podcast right now from me is because of a KTM 300 XCW. It was a 2012. It changed my life. And it is a viable option for riders. It is my last option um, for you know a brand new rider, but it is something that a lot of people are going to start on and going to cut their teeth on. And so just be careful with it. There's so much power there. The nice thing about a 302 stroke versus say like a 454 stroke is it doesn't have so much power that it's just going to kill you. It's got a lot of power, um, but it's not like a deal. It's not like a total, excuse me, a total deal breaker on that. So anyway, that's my list. To recap the trail oriented bikes, I gave the Honda CRF 250X, the Yamaha WR250F, those are both four strokes. And then I give the Beta X Trainer. It's a 302 stroke. For the more race-oriented bikes, I've got the Yamaha YZ125. It's a two-stroke. The KTM 150 or 200. Uh, those are two strokes. I would prefer the two-stroke. I mean, the, the 200 on those. Also, I talked about the Beta 200RR. It's a two-stroke. I highly recommend that bike. Uh, then we moved into three four-strokes. I've got the Yamaha YZ250FX four-stroke, the KTM 250XCF, four-stroke. I think that's probably the hardest bike on this list. The Beta 390RR, it's probably the, it, it is the easiest and most forgiving of the race-oriented four-strokes. And then lastly, rounded up with the KTM 300XCW. Those are the bikes that I think are really, really good bikes for you to start out in um, off-road dirt biking. So don't make the mistake of getting too much power. That will get you into trouble. Um, and don't make this mistake of just buying, you know, too much bike. Also, you can go out there and you can get a used bike. You can buy a, a new bike. One thing that people need to keep in mind, a lot of people would ask me every time, like, how do you continue to, how do you buy a new bike every year? Well, the first bike is the hardest one. So if you want to go out there and you want to buy a new bike, check this out. 
it's going to cost you, let's just say it's, it's $10,000. You've got to figure out a way to get $10,000. But then after you get $10,000, if you can save 150 bucks a month and put it in a mason jar, put it in a bank account, put it under your mattress somewhere, in one year you'll have enough or one, one and a half years, you'll have enough to make up the gap on the next bike. Because just quick math here, you'll buy the first one for 10 grand, you'll sell it a year later for eight grand or maybe 74, 7,500 bucks. You're going to have that money in that mason jar or that bank account. You know, you spend, you put between $100 and $200 away into your dirt bike fund every month. And then next year, when you go to upgrade to that new bike, you've already got all of the money that you need. And that's how I did it. That's how I have done this is the first bike is the hardest one. And then you just keep doing a side hustle. You keep doing whatever you can do and you put that money away uh, every month. And then you can buy a new bike every year based off the money you get out of your bike, your used bike that is now used and the money that's in your mason jar. So that's how you can get a new bike every year. Hope you guys in, ho- I hope you guys enjoy these podcasts. If you have not yet rated us on iTunes or um, Stitcher or Spotify or whatever, please go and leave a rating for that. And I would appreciate that a ton. If you want to get a win a new dirt bike, you can go over to dirtbikechannel.com right now because I've got dirt bikes up there for, uh, I'm going to give two, two dirt bikes for Christmas. So give go over to dirtbikechannel.com before um, December 15th of this year, 2019. Okay, that's all I've got for you guys. We'll catch you later.